reasonable than what we have today. And we have come to return all glory to you. Today, Lord Jesus, we have not come to speak by our own strength. Lord Jesus, we release ourselves to you that you may speak to us. Touch my tongue, make it to be like a bed of a ready writer. Let me speak the hearts of your people as you have intended from the day of our birth. From the time of our creation, there are things you have prepared even before 2021 came that a day like this will come. Yes. You said in your book in Ephesians 2 that we are the workmanship written in Christ Jesus unto good works. That we may do those things that we have preordained before our birth. This is one of those things that we have preordained before our birth. And I ask, oh Lord, that which you have proposed before this day, that you will make happen today, make it happen in Jesus' name. Amen. That which you have prepared, that heart which you prepared to touch, that giving which you prepared to heal, that piercing which you prepared to heal, that's the part you intend to make, Lord. Thank you because you've made him in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for everyone that made our time to come, Lord Jesus. May our coming not be even for you have said your word that you have not asked the seeds of Jacob to seek you in vain. Therefore, Lord will not seek you in vain today. At the end of this meeting, Lord Jesus, everyone will have something positive to say. Lord, glory shall be ascribed to your name. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Again, I want to say thank you to the church for this place and the entire members for finding me worthy to always come around to speak. Uh, whether in Abuja or in any, I am part and parcel of this place. Whether in support or in non-support, I'm also a part and parcel of this place. God will strengthen us and we'll keep doing what we're supposed to do. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Um, today we'll be speaking on something that I've been working so greatly in my life. Today I got this understanding because most of my messages are messages that I just be working and I get them and I begin to ponder on them and they develop into a message. Um, the issue of the seven years of abundance and seven years of dryness has always been issues that I found around my life. It may not be seven years, but I just captioned it seven years because I took that word from Joseph's and Pharaoh's dream and Joseph's interpretation. Um, I was thinking about what life has been in us. And I began to look at myself and how it has always been. Um, we call it up and down in our daily activities. We call it the good and the bad days. But in every time, God, the Bible says something that there is no temptation that comes to us which is not common unto man. That for every temptation, God has always made a way of escape. There is always a season God prepares for you so that when you have that season, you will always overcome the other season that you did not see before He prepared that season. The seven years of abundance is a, pro, is, 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 um, a system that helps me sustain myself since I realized it. And it has more to do with lifestyle, it has more to do with investments, it has more to do with the company and the people we associate ourselves with, it has more to do with what we have called ourselves into. But in because it is a ministry, I'm not going to be speaking as if I'm speaking to audience who are not a thing of who are not in the things of God. So I'll start by saying in, one, in everyone's lifetime. There is a season of abundance, 
and the season of dryness. But what sustains relevance in our life is our connection to our Maker. The sensitivity we have in God determines our outward, what we are at every point in time. Because the gospel is a place for testimony, most of my messages are going to be based on true life testimonies. And I have a witness that can always attest if I am lying or not. Because God says he will not leave himself without a witness. Um, life has always been so beautiful. I will always use that word beautiful because I wanted to speak to GCP to tell him that nobody here is foolish and nobody here is useless because whatever word we use in a place matters most. Sir. This place is not dry. This place is in yes, abundance. Yes, the account in this place is flowing. Amen. The Bible says, that whatever we want, we should speak it. Mm-hmm. You understand? It says, let the weak say what? I, I am, am strong. Let the poor say what? I, I am rich. It says, whatever Adam called a thing, it became. Adam did not see darkness and called it darkness. God saw darkness. And the Bible says, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the deep. God did not come out and discuss darkness. God said, let there be light. So, money will flow in this place. Amen. Everybody here will be supported. Things will be working. Amen. Even the least person that we thought before will become the greatest. Amen. That's the promise of God. And that promise is made for us to speak. We are to speak about every of God's promises. One of my pastors said something, and it dawned on me that that's a fact. He said, if you look at from the book of Genesis, that God never mentioned anything about the devil. He had nothing to do with the devil. And in our lives, every day, we are the ones that call the devil. We have nothing to do with the devil. The Bible says light and darkness cannot coexist. When we understand why we are on earth, we understand that there is no reason to always worry ourselves about the darkness. If this place is dark, if you put on light, what happens? It brightens. So we are supposed to always shine forth everywhere we go. I don't want to divert. Dr. Ninora knows what I'm saying. Um, in 2021, God gives me a message every year. And the message that I have for 2021 is the message of light. So even when I do not want to speak about light, I find myself speaking in that direction. He knows that we discussed extensively on this in, in Abuja. And he, he, this message will come through in Jesus' name. But there's no abundance here without light. Because everything we have become is a portion of the light of God in us. Because he has called us to showcase his glory. He says, let our light so shine among men that they might see our good works and bring glory to him. And how would you showcase it when you don't have money? How would you showcase it when everything about it is about dryness? They used to say, as far as church rats, before the likes of Winners Chapel, the likes of Koza, the likes of um, Christ Embassy, and all that major churches came out. Today, now, they are envying the church. And the worst thing is that the members of the church are the ones also criticizing the church. Where we are we when we are saying as poor as church right? When they used us to make reference to poverty, why are we among those destroying the kingdom, the work of God? Why are we at the forefront criticizing the work of God? 
Whatever any man of God has to do with his money, it's between him and his maker. When the crisis about fighting came up, I personally asked God about it. I didn't want to go by A or B. And I'm saying this and I lie not under God. I did not want to go to any man because the was so confusing. And I was asking what is the right way. And I prayed. God showed me a scripture I had never read any day. That scripture, I forgot about that scripture until last Sunday when a man of God preached in my church and used that scripture. It is in Matthew 22, 22. It talked about Christ speaking about fighting. Because I wanted to see the point of fighting in the New Testament. Because every argument there was that fighting was the Old Testament. It was about Old Testament. It was about Old Testament. I knelt and I said, Lord, show me if fighting is right. And whatever you show me is what I'm going to do. And I got it there and then. If you like, speak ill of fighting. I have no connection with you. Because I have understood who blesses and I have heard from him that the path I am following is the right path. So whatever you say has nothing to do with me because I am not I'm not responding to you. My living is for God. I'm going to showcase that. Matthew 22. 22. No, it's not. Go back to 21. Go to 21. They say unto him, Caesar, then say he unto them. Ready therefore unto Caesar. Continue. I will get it. Let me. I have it. Because when the man said it again, it hit me back again. I had to get it. But if I don't get it, I must find it and give it. Because that scripture came and left. Now, I will tell, I'll paraphrase them so that because of time. Christ was telling them about how good things they were doing. Forgiveness and righteousness and everything. He said, all these things are good. He said, you do all these things, including tithing, and you neglect the other things. He said, yes, you must pay tithe. But why you pay tithe? Do other good things. By before I leave, I will bring it up. He said, yes, you must pay tithe. But when you pay tithe, Remember to do other things. Take 1822 first. Check 1822. Because they came to him and were telling him things. He said, Yes, you must pay that. No, not there. Don't worry. 1822. Check 1822. As soon as the man dropped that scripture, then I picked it because. I've been asking, how do I get it? Luke 11 Luke 11 Okay, check Luke 11 for get it now. If it's the correct one, that should be 5,000. But to you, Paris, thank you. For your typings and rule governor of hearts and passed over judgment, and the love of God, this ought ye to have done, and not to leave the others undone. Now, look for a hello. Do you have another version? Look, 20, Matthew 23 23, that's it. Yeah, Matthew 23 23, not 22. Matthew 23 23. Then, 
Which version is this? You, do you have another version apart from KJV? Which version? No, do you have um, New King James or New International Version? Let me use New International Version. So I have to give 5,000. New International Version. No, King James will be telling us who we are. NIV. I need to emphasize on this because sometimes people of this world have biased the minds of the Christians and we allow ourselves instead of us to walk out of things. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithes of mint and anise and cunning and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. This you ought to have done without leaving the others. Undone. You will see it in NIV. How he said it. He said, "New yes." But you ignore the important things of the law: justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but you should not live undone, the more important thing. Repeat that one again. You should tithe, yes, but you should not live undone, the important things. Thank you. We should tithe, yes. I got this scripture from, as in, because I used NLT in my, on my phone. When he said you should tithe, yes, it gave me the answer I wanted. I didn't care about the other ones. You understand? Because when these people who bias our minds on social media come to speak, they go deep and bring those things that are not relevant to the scripture and they push it out. And because we do not go back to the scripture or to our maker to give us answers, we dwell on those things and make it more popular. And the devil rejoices over those things. So please, I don't know why I have to round this route because it's not part of what I wrote. If you must be in abundance, fighting is a command. If you must be in abundance. And I went further during that period and I asked He said, I asked you to bring tithe to my household. I never for once asked you to question what my prophets do with it. He said, whatever pastor does with his tithe and offering is my case with him, not your case with him. Yours is to obey leave the rest. Since that time, I've been obeying. It's important that we take this very, very serious. I said you can live in your season of dryness as though you are in abundance. You can live in your season of dryness as though you are in abundance. It sounds so strange. I've always shared this testimony of the time we lost our job. This man here and myself, we lost our jobs. And one of the decisions I took first was that I wasn't going to tell anybody I had lost my job. Most of us carry on our foreheads the misfortunes that have befallen us. When misfortune comes upon you, it's a trial of our faith. There is nobody on earth who hasn't passed any kind of misfortune. 
But how you regulate of your misfortune determines what you would become. At that point in time, I never mentioned to anybody that my wife and I could not afford 15 naira. You know, this is not an exaggeration. If she was here, she would tell you. We were discussing this two weeks ago. She said, honey, we couldn't have 20 naira to buy candle. 20 naira to buy candle. And it was so difficult. But what kept us going was the promises of God, which we kept prophesying, which we kept looking. We never went to anyone to say, we lost our job, our lives are finished. What we were focusing on is how we could get back to what we lost. How we could wriggle out ourselves to what we lost. And one of the key things that we put aside, because at the time I lost my job, Ojiri will attest to it, I was a regional head. And being a regional head then, I was earning good money. Up to this moment, 400,000 is still good money. Is it not true? Imagine somebody who was earning 400,000 as far back as 2008. Over 400,000. With 200,000 naira interest. It was large money. And all of a sudden, boom. And it went off. And when this went off, I had borrowed money. We know that guy. What's that guy's name that used to give us money then that we used to do investment? Ikechi. Remember Ikechi? I had collected money from Ikechi for stock shares and everything. And that was at the time the stock market had crisis. And I didn't want to lose my job and be in debt. So what I did was I sold my shares on, at a loss to make sure that I was sex. You understand? Because it would have, the interest would have been accruing and probably today I would have been in more debt than I had. So most, one of the most important things you need to do at every point of your crisis level is to go back to the drawing board. Analyze what you have first within yourself. I'll still come to the point when you don't have. But I don't think there is anybody here who doesn't have. And I'll explain that later. Analyze what you have within yourself. And first and foremost, put aside things that will put you into more trouble. Most times, we are concerned so much about things that we have not seen. And we leave the things that are with us that we are supposed to have resolved. At a point in my life, I took a decision that if I have a problem of 500 naira and I have a problem of 20 naira, once I have 20 naira, I solve the first of the one of 20 naira first, while I still go towards the 500 naira. But what I see around our lives is that when we have a problem of 500 naira and have a problem of 20 naira, and 20 naira comes or 30 naira comes, we begin to say, let us save this 30 naira because we want to solve this problem of 500 naira. At the end, we spend this 30 naira on something that is not relevant and we still into that same problem of 20 naira and 500 naira. Always attack, at every point in time you are in your season of dryness, address the matters as they appear before you. If you don't address the matter as they appear before you, you end up putting a lot. Do not always go to borrow to solve a problem. Do not always go to borrow to solve a problem. Except the problem, the problem you are going to solve will also bring resources. So within ourselves, we took a decision that we are going to do business. At the time, we lost our job. But did we have enough capital to do business? 
My wife gave me 27,000 naira. I've always mentioned it. And we used that 27,000 naira to use the assets we had. Every one of us has an access deposited in us. We have people we know. We have contacts. We have places we go to. But there are things that are limiting us from getting into those things. What are those things limiting us? Pride. What will people say about me? I was a regional head. How can a regional head like me not come and come, come down to begin to sell bread on the road? Wouldn't it be embarrassing? What would people say? And before you know it, you begin to live fake life. And in trying to live fake life, you want to also, because people knew you as someone that had a car, someone that had a job. Nobody had known that you've lost this job. So if you want to continue to put up, you, continue, you now start borrowing. Before you know it, people will give you money for something else. You begin to use it to solve your problem. You lose your integrity. One of the key things that make people lose their integrity is life to impress. You want to make people not to see that, not up one. It is bad with me. When it is bad with you, it is a season. What you need to ask yourself is, Lord, what are you saying in this season? I'll give Kofa to this story. At the time we were having enough, we had a lot of friends. As I may assume then that we had. Those were fake friends. The Bible says that I went and planted in the field. Tears also did what? Grew. At the time of our abundance, we also attracted the wrong companies. There are times when the widow will come and weed. In trying to weed, you know, when they are at the time of harvest, to the plants may seem to be a time of bad time. Because they are enjoying the nutrients from the soil. And they are coming to uproot the harvest. Is it not true? It looks like things are going wrong. But it's a time of harvest. Maybe at the time of your dryness is a time of harvest for you. Because if I didn't pass through those dryness in my life, I wouldn't have known the kind of bad friends that surrounded me. So most times, you are having money, you think that people that are surrounding you are your friends. The idea for either the position you occupy, or for the money you have, or for the contacts you have made, ask politicians who lose elections, they'll tell you more. The people that call you honorable will call you honorable after one week. The next, of the, the next time, they've shifted their tents. It happens in our life, no matter our level. No matter our level. And we started bread business. Bread. Ordinary bread. And how did we start bread business? I looked around in my city then. Genesis bread, when you go here, was not sold in Boweri. And I said, okay, Genesis, can I be your distributor? Because he came now about to battle. My friend had finished arrangement. He said, Chuck, okay, since there is no job, why well, come and take this business? I took it up. I had the assets. What were the assets? I was a marketer. I was selling for people. And they were paying me money. So what is wrong if I sell for myself and earn my money? And a lot of us here have that strength. You have that ability. You prefer to earn 30000 and answer, sir, whereas you have the ability to earn 100000 within you. Um, I read a book that says our salaries are bribes given to us to forget our life fortune. They limit us with salaries. And when we did that first, I had a car, my wife had a car, 
So what did we decide to do? We decided to use those assets we have to present food for us. Because I have, we all know that wherever there is population, people must eat bread. As I'm still speaking this, I just had a leading in my spirit. If you don't have a job doing, look for a neighborhood where it is safe. Get a table, start selling bread. Yes. There is a lot of profit there. Yes. You might not understand this until after two months. When we started this bread business, it was something funny. Our friends deserted us. And we did it as bad as we had to load this bread and put it on our boot, inside our boot. We get to our church, we open the boot. We used to be seen as rich people. So those people in the church then, because it is everywhere, it's not outside the church, who felt that we were big people and associated with us as big people, turned their back on us. They felt like these people are now selling bread. I'm speaking of my seven years of dryness. And gradually, gradually, we started selling bread. And I had a decision. For you to get into any business, don't get into any business for the sake of the fact that you want to get into business. Have a target. Have a set vision. No matter where you are going, have what you are looking at. If you have what you are looking at, it will help you know if you are approaching it or not. Bishop Oedipo will always say, if you don't know where you are going, every place will look like your destination. Because I had a salary I was earning, I told myself, how much of, how many loaves of bread can I sell in order to be able to earn my, what I used to earn as my salary? So my salary was my benchmark. It was my target. But you wouldn't believe this, that at the end of every month, I was doing over 300,000 profits in bread. 300,000 naira. The man that never had 20 naira started having abundance. It wasn't long, we bought a bus and I hired my first name staff. You are aware of it. We got people to start selling the bread. We started networking and branching out. The turnaround came. But before the turnaround, there was something that left. This takes me to my second point. Sacrifice. When we were doing this business, we had, before when I was working, I had a land I bought. And because I bought this land, I was hoping to do plenty things. And it happened that this same land, when things became difficult, I wanted to use it to raise the capital. So that I can go into the business. But God always knows you, whether you like it or not. If I had sold that land and got into the business I wanted to go into, I would have lost that one. You know why? I have not done any apprenticeship. I was just but a career person. I've never done business. So I would have gone into what I thought would have been successful, which is a mistake a lot of us also make, especially our pensioners. Pensioners will just retire today because they've not done anything before. They pay them that they are gratuity. They just grab that gratuity. Boom! They are looking for people to tell them something. Before you know it, the smart ones who are the wolves that claim to be sheep will just swindle them of that money. And that's why you hear that pensioners have died. Heart attack. Because at the point of losing that money, there's no other hope of other things coming. So even as a pensioner, before you dabble into any business, you need to be careful. And to the young ones, I encourage everyone, no matter how dedicated you are to your job, always have a side thing you would do that would put your energy, you put your energy, that as you begin to understand it, when you are, if I retire today from the work I do, it is easy for me to not be a retirement, it will be a change of job. Because my season of dryness 
helped me establish processes that I'm enjoying today. Whatever you see that I enjoy today is a product of all these stories that I'm saying. Because I made a decision in my life and said, come when come son, I will not be only working for people without thinking for myself. We didn't commit any crime. We didn't do anything. We were doing hard work. The unfortunate thing is that I came back from Asaba, either by Baeza, having gone to achieve one goal on coming, they say the company is winding down. This is your letter. And the unfortunate thing is that the person I went to in that trip was one that had my letter. And he waited for us to finish our trip. And I was, we are coming back and they over my letter. He said, my brother, we are sorry. No, things are difficult. The company has tried. We can't continue. Actually, we are still alive in Tenabi. Oh, you? You are still alive, but you are in insurance. You are in life. I was in pension. It was difficult. But the story I'm telling you today shaped me. The Bible says that the righteous can fall several times. But you also have opportunity of rising. It doesn't matter the position you are today. Every point you are in your life, the ability to look up determines if you rise up. I left what the situation dropped on me. I moved on to what fate had to me. Because I was young, newly married, had new child, my wife young, and both of us were in the same industry, it affected us together. Then we began. So it came to a point that some people were pricing me down on over three million land, over three million and I was hoping that people could add more money. And the time of sacrifice comes. Okay, brother. And I always ask you. Be sensitive to your time of sacrifice. Be sensitive to your time of sacrifice. If you miss your time of sacrifice, it will take another season. It will take another season. Do not hold on to sacrifice and eat it as bread when you are supposed to release it as seed. Because if you eat your seed, if you eat your seed as bread, when it's time for harvest, you will not harvest anything. At the time of a sacrifice, it may not be the time you might think it is convenient. God never comes to us to give when it's too convenient for us. It wouldn't have been called sacrifice. That was the only land we had. That was the only thing that God has blessed us with. That was the only hope we had. You know, when God says, look unto me, the altar, and the finisher of everything. That land was our God. I had a word recently. I'm trying to get the way I heard that word. That um, a particular prophet who was so prof- powerful um, is Isaiah. On the day that Isaiah died, Isaiah heard the Lord have been. Mm-hmm. Say, that's what the Bible says. Isaiah, as good as he was, turned his interest on the Hezekiah. He turned his interest on the king. Who was there? Hosea. He was the king that he focused. He forgot everything about God and focused his energy on the king. We left God and focused our energy on the land. That's what I'm trying to draw out here. And God wanted to do something in our lives. He wanted us to know that he is God. And we were in a church service and a time of seed came up. And I heard it. Papa will always say, I had it like a man heard his friend. Give me your Isaac. And what was the Isaac I had in my hand? The land. 
it was painful. When you hear painful, it was painful. It was what? Painful. I, I cried. But I just said to my wife, God wants our land. She asked me, did you hear well? Did you hear well? I said, I heard it like a man hears his friend. I said, okay, if you heard well, why not? Either this week or either this week, on Sunday, this Sunday, we are talking about it. She said she was just looking at me. Is this man okay? But she didn't know what to tell me. But because she had always... I will also give some testimonies of things that happened in our lives before. That Because, sorry, at that point in time that God asked us for our land, we have graduated our faith. So, please, God always nurtures us on our faith process. My first time of drysness was when I was trying for a job change. At every time you have to launch into a particular place to make a sacrifice. I wanted to do a job change and I'll still come back to this land. I wanted to do a job change. I'll go for interviews. When I go for the interview, it will look like things are not working. When I go for interviews, I will make it and they will not call me. And all that, they will contact others. I kept asking. I kept asking. And one day, we were in church. Boom. Always remember that everything I said was what? In church. Because God will always visit you at this point he has called you at your location. It was when Zachariah was at his point of duty that the angel of the Lord came to him and prophesied to him. The angel of the Lord will not come to you in a clubhouse and tell you the Lord said, except your name is Saul. Because it was a man that was on his way to persecute Christians and God arrested him on the way. And apart from Saul, I've not seen another person like that. I was in church and that morning I prayed. And what we had, let's see now, okay, this one was in my house. After praying, I was just lying down in my house. And I've been asking God for a change of job. And he asked me, what is the most valuable thing you have in your house? And I looked around and I said, is it the TV? He said, no. I'll tell you, because it might not be as big as you might think about it. Guess what God asked me for? DSTV. My DSTV machine. He said, this, take this DSTV machine and give it as a seed. That was the only thing that the newlyweds, we never had a child then. Husband and wife that just got married. That was the only thing that was keeping us company when we come back from work. Our DSTV. And I just told my wife, she said, you are not sure, because she was just of the other, I would just converted her into this seed sowing thing. She was difficult. Because this is, this is why I had to put post on the other testimony. Because I had to graduate her faith. So, and it's important to know the faith of your partner in taking decisions. So that you don't allow God's direction to bring crisis in your house. God is not an author of confusion. God always helps us to take decisions that will help us. So, always know the faith of your partner before you take some decision so that you guys can not you avoid having crisis. So what, when God said, I need your DSTV, I said, okay, if DSTV was when I was a single man, I would have given it to you. But now we are two, so you have to speak to her. And she just came out and said, God said we should give the DSTV. Said I didn't hear well. So I just kept praying. I said, God wants to convince her, I will give it. 
Um, as she were too big, she said, she just came out and said, if you say that's what you heard, no problem, you can give it. But she said, but you have to pray very well. Yeah. That morning, on a Sunday morning, we prayed. And when we prayed, we got to church. I said to God, as I'm going to church, if this is you speaking, whether in testimony, in the greeting I'll get as I get into church, in the song or by the word, let me get a confirmation that you actually spoke to me. That day we had someone who came all the way from Mena to minister in our church. She's Hausa. She was singing Hausa songs. And in the midst of Hausa's song, she moved to Ibo's song. Get the song she sang. It is an old song. Most of us may not remember it. Mamu chechine kozuworomu mamea ozuworomu. When I do the will of God, that is enough. I picked it from that song immediately. I said, Lord, I have heard. That's all I needed. And I came back, packaged it, and I asked God, He said, Take it to my servant, one of the pastors there. The pastor didn't need yes, he told me I didn't need yes, even. But he said, When he was coming out that morning, because when I was about to go, it was in the Monday morning. And my sister woke me up and said, oh, I take this to his house. His house was very close to my house. But I looked at the time and said, Lord, you may have gone to work. He said, if you hurry, you will meet him. The pastor said to me that he had finished dressing. He was to go, but something kept him in the house, moving around. And I just grabbed my wife and rushed, we rushed to him. We carried DST. What is DST? It was where our strength was at a point in time. It was what if you take away from us, it will affect us mm-hmm. at that point in time in our marriage. God does God take DSTV. God does God watch DSTV. And as we got to him, he said this, he just told me that he got a confirmation we are coming. And he asked us to know that we knelt down. He prayed. It wasn't up to two months, I got three job offers. Mm-hmm. Three job offers that I was asking myself, which one should I take? And from there, I had a boom in my career. And it wasn't long because after dryness comes harvest. That was immediately DSTV launched this year, PVR decoder, the one that you pause, rewind. So instead of replacing the one we lost, God gave us the one that was bigger. Whatever God takes away from you, He gives you something bigger. Oh, yes. Fast forward, you see how I have been able to nurture my wife's faith. So she had seen that the DSTV thing worked. So when I told her about the land, though it was painful, she referred to the point of the seed of DSTV so she couldn't withstand me from giving the land. But God said something as I was about to give the land. He said, I will give you back this land. Because there's something that I learned from the Bible. You know that when God told Abraham, to give his seed. If God had told Abraham, Abraham, give me your son. Guess what Abraham would have given? Ishmael. <laughs> because he's not his son. Yeah. But God was specific. So even when God wants you to give, please listen to be specific. He told me I wanted. So when I was carrying the land document to hand over at the altar, he says, I will give you back this land. For me, in my heart of heart, I felt that God was going to give me multiple blessings. Probably I will buy land elsewhere. I will do things that are different. Brethren, 
This man that couldn't afford 20 naira, this man that was a bread seller, in three months, when the church had to usher that, or auction that land, I bought that land back from the church more than what I originally bought it. I bought it more than what I originally bought it. And life changed. My pastor calls it, Jehovah make me forget. I forgot I was a poor man. I forgot that a lot of things around me were like that. There are things you use, if you ask me now, I ask you, was it in my life that it happened? God wiped off the memory of poverty from me. As in, I couldn't remember I had nothing. Guess what? The same time they wanted to auction the land was the time God gave me the abundance and I was the highest bidder. When I now paid, I realized, I remember what he promised me when I was about to give it. As I speak to you today, I have two houses on that land. The same land that I gave us seed. At every point in time, God requests anything from you. Please do not hold it back. Even as Sipi was saying here, I always mention that you do not have to wait when you have abundance to support this place. I had a dryness also as a student. And one of the things that helped me as a person was what I've always believed in. I served in Ondo State. And I made a declaration when I was in, in our church. There are just one declaration they will always put on the church. So, at a copper, I went to the altar and I said, Lord, whatever transportation I will use to search for job, every transport I will use to search for job, I will bring it to you as a stick, as a copper. Solomon took thousand offering to the Lord. And when he brought it, after he finished and gave it, then after saying that God could not sleep, God said, Solo, please, what do you want? Tell me what you want. As a, as a copper then, the all I could afford was to pay for that money declaration. So as soon as our lobby comes, I'll bring out the money for that declaration. I went to the pastor, I said, I want to be paying for the artists that will be doing this. And I said, Lord, I am calling forth my wife. I am calling forth my job. I'm calling forth my abundance by this seed. I tell you the truth. I'm one of those that can always stand here to tell you, nobody gave me a job. You hear that? When they say nobody gave you a job, nobody can say, I gave Chuma this work. I was going around as a teller who do this designer work. It was the man I wanted to measure. I said, you sound well, you speak well. Three months after you service, said, we are doing an interview. Come. And I went and I succeeded. I got into the job. Nobody gave me a connect. When it was time for me to get a higher one, because that one wasn't as good as I wanted, someone came to look for a sister, in, for supposed sister-in-law in the place where we were and invited the person for another interview. And how was I to be positioned at the time they were inviting someone for another interview, if not for God? And I asked the lady, where are you going? He said, they called me for an interview. I said, can I join? He said, no. He said, but you come and pray for me. Frankly, I went home and I prayed for her. The next spectacle man, when we went for the interview, a few of us passed. But they said that they needed more hands. So I'm inviting you, go for the interview. Mm. 
And how would I have known that it was that same job that I didn't have value on that would give me the job for this bigger one? Because I knew I wasn't too good at mathematics. And it was supposed to be an aptitude test. And I told them, and I was supposed to say, that's what I said here, whatever we profess in our mouth, we yes. I told them I will fail your aptitude test, but if you come in for an interview, I will pass. And when the result for the aptitude test came, it failed. But guess what? They looked on my CV, that three months job, they say he has experience. So we're looking for people with experience. They didn't ask how much was I paid. In that three months job, it was commission sales a day. You know what happens to insurance people when you are doing commission sales. But they looked on my CV. God prepares you. His ways are so humorous. He doesn't give you the big one when you think you are having it. Because most of our time, we fail to understand when he's speaking to us. Because our eyes are on something when he is speaking something else. Now let's take to the story of our brother Joseph. If God had told Joseph, you are going to be prime minister in Egypt, but you're going to be betrayed by your brothers, you will be betrayed by Lot um, Potiphar's wife, you'll be sent to prison, you will suffer A, B, C, D before you become. What do you think Joseph would have done? Joseph would run away. God speaks to us, but the problem with us is that we want to do it the way, we want to be determined for God how He will bless us. We want to do what? Determine for God how He will bless us. When I went for the interview, I felt. And they called for people for experience. And I came. And when the result came out, they said, very good. The secretary came. Because that's how I got to know. They said you did very well. What did you tell them? I said, I told you if you call me, I will do well for interview. That was how I got to know Reverend Oyeks. Because she was the one that conducted the interview. And a time came when they were selected. We did well and it got to a point, the selecting the sons of men. Mm. You know what it means, sons of men? The sons of men politics started coming, the northern mm. politics started happening. And they were selecting people. On that fateful day, I was in my house. They said I was scheduled to come for an interview in the afternoon. I was in my house. And I prayed. I was fasting that day. I prayed, anointed my head, going to Bambuzu there. On getting there, Reverend Louise just got out. She was bitter. She said, all the people she had sent for interview, they are not doing very well. And she doesn't like what is happening. I never knew her from Adam. That thing in me told me, walk up to her and tell her. I just walked to her and said, excuse me, ma'am. I asked her, this job you are angry about, don't you think, was it not God that gave it to you because I perceive she is a reverend? I said, don't you believe that it was God that gave it to you? She said it was God that gave it to her, the contract. And I said, don't you know that if God gave you this opportunity, he had prepared people that will make you proud. She says she believes so. I said, one of those God has prepared to make you proud. Oh. She turned and looked at me and said, Are you now? She said, Are you ready for the interview? I said, Yeah. She said, Follow me. It wasn't, it wasn't my turn. But the Spirit of God put words in my mouth that brought me before her. And as I dropped this word, she took me, I broke protocols. Just like Joseph broke protocols. If it was to be in the program of man in life, oh, yeah. Joseph wouldn't have come now. 
The woman picked me and gave me to her younger brother, and I knew I never knew was her younger brother. Because her younger brother was in that was working in that place. She said, This one is good. Speak to him. It wasn't an interview, it was a discussion. Because if you ask me till today, the things they were asking me, I didn't know about them. But I will say what I thought I knew. The person interviewing me will say, No, this is not the answer, this is the answer. I'll say, Okay, that is the answer. I agree with you. <laughs> At the end, I was shortlisted. And that was what I started carrying on. Every time in our life, sacrifice makes way. It might be sacrifice of time. It might be sacrifice of relationship. It might be anything that, see, you see this place? This place can become the most pro, um, flourishing chapter in any book. It is in our hands. And how is it in our hands? How willing are we ever? When we give, looking for man to recognize us who have failed. When we give, hoping that this people come here and announce it, we have failed. You can decide to do certain things that you have decided between you and your God about this place. If all you could afford is four bottles of water, make it a seed. That woman that came and gave her last, and Christ said this is the biggest, and we called it the widow's mind. She knew in her heart what she had, and her God knew what she had. And I'm sure that that time I gave that land wasn't the largest offering that we gave in that season. Because when you talk about seeds in the Living Faith Church, you know that it comes in millions. Yes. But God knew that that was all I had. He took it back from me. He took it from me and gave me back in multiplied food. God does not take anything from us without bringing it back to us. So I'm going to rush what I wrote down so that I'll be able to meet with time. So I have four or five seasons I've written here that are our season that we pass through. And at every interval in our season, we have things that God has prepared for us to do. The first is our season of grace. In the season of grace, your level amounts to nothing. God connects you with all you need to be able to sustain yourself and get off dryness. Example is Noah. Noah operated in the season of grace, though it was in the Old Testament. If you go to the book of Genesis chapter 6, verse 8 to 22, you can write it down then to 7 and 5. The Bible records in Genesis 7 and 5 that God told Noah to take things. God prepared Noah. Everything Noah needed. God said, Noah, you and your household, take, take, take. And all that God told Noah he was going to get, he got. Bring it to our lifetime today. You go to university, you inherited something from your father, you inherited something from your uncle, you have connection, you have uncle who is a senator or someone who is a big man, he calls you. Before you know it, you find yourself in abundance. But what do you do when you get those abundance? If Noah had said, because I know God, mm, this one has come, please come. Kill it, oh, kill it, let's eat first. We need to eat. We need to be alive before this flood will come. You know, it is possible. It's happening in our lives today. A lot of us found, uh, found ourselves in dryness today because of decisions we took with the things God gave to us. Most of us have modern relationships that God has given us in our season of grace. In my season of grace, I met Reverend Oyeks. I had not taught that relationship till this day. Till today. Amongst all of us that she interviewed, I think I'm one of, I might be the only person 
that she still connects. She introduces me sometimes to her people as her brother. I do not throw away the relationship God has given to me in my season of grace. Reverend Oyik's younger brother, Carl Roger, is my boss till tomorrow. When we did our first first event, you saw him. At every event, if he's still in Nigeria today, if I have any event, I'll just go to my tell sir, I need you to come and speak anywhere. I say, okay, I'll be available. If Kelechi was here, he will tell you also about and more. Who happened to be a boss I met in the season of grace in one of the organizations. When I lost my job, I was walking in into up and down in our business as moving about, not work, moving about. When I had a phone, my phone rang. She said, where are you? I said, I'm doing business. I said, go and take ABCD newspaper, apply, there's an, there's an opportunity to apply. I said, I don't want to apply. I said, you must apply. She said, you must. Come I said, you must do it. And when I did it, policies came. She said, she stood in for me. And everything happened. Because every connection that God brings to you will help you and sustain you in abundance. Mm -hmm. Joseph was kind to the prisoner he found himself with. Imagine that Joseph failed to do the interpretation of truth and said, what will you give me? Are you paying me money? Like most of us would have to do today. You have an opportunity of doing someone favor. You are asking what it is, what is the need for me? You know, it's has become a slogan. Sometimes the favor you do may be the sacrifice that is required to open your door. Sometimes that favor you will do. This man that this said looks like me is a sacrifice that I've made. Anytime I'm in the southeast, I am treated like a king. People do not know how it happens. Others come in and they begin to hire car, do this thing. Kelechi is a sacrifice. It's a seed I sow that abundance has come to me today. I'm around anytime and people will be wondering who is. He's a big man. When a big man is serving me, what are you? A bigger man. Yeah. Is it not so? Yeah. But you have to make some sacrifices before you get to that. Relationship is a big, big investment. But we are destroying relationship today. People give you opportunity to come around them. Before you know it, you turn to a gossip. You begin to speak ill of the person. You begin to bring down the things, or you begin to find a way to destroy the family of that person. And before you know it, you are kicked out. You are destroyed. And you go back and say, it's my village people. It is not our village people. It is our people in ourselves that are destroying us. Where I am today is a relationship thing. The organization where I work. It was an MD I worked with in the past. We had issues, but I maintained the relationship. I kept calling, we kept becoming friends, and we put aside the misunderstanding we had on the job that made me leave, and we became friends. It's not like you don't have friction with people. If you have friction with people, find time to amend your ways. If they are difficult, find someone that will speak to the person so that you can amend your ways. I'm not saying you should amend your ways because you are looking up to the person for help. I never looked at Dr. Hamza for help. I never knew a time will come, he will be made an MD and he will look for me. Hmm. But I maintained a relationship because I felt that the Bible said that all time we should be at peace with all men. Hmm. I don't keep grievances, I don't keep grudges. Yes. I maintained the relationship. When he was appointed, I just saw my phone ring. He said, where are you? 
I said, you know, we have suffered in the past. Oh, yeah, come, let us enjoy together. That was, that was the work he called me to. And I went. And as I went, he said, okay, I give you opportunity to bring it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said, okay, who is that one that has been very, very faithful to me? He let it. Oh, yeah, come. That's how we are where we are today. And he told me that before the job came, he made a sacrifice. He had planned to change job. He had planned to launch out. And he told me there was a particular convention that was going to come up. He saw the kind of city he has never seen before. I didn't know. To be honest with you, Kelechi wasn't to get that job. There was someone else I penciled down. But as we came into Enugu, I was to contact that person. When we were in Enugu discussing, I just told my colleague, no, there's another person there that is even closer. Let's leave this person. That's what seed does. Yes. The seed will disfigure every obstacle. Yes, Boom. Yes, Guess what happened? He was supposed to come for interview. He never came for interview. Ask him. <laughs> we were all at Indian Crest Hotel. Me and the company secretary just came out. And I met Andy. I said, the person I told you about, he said, he wasn't the person I told Andy. Abinishi when we are leaving Abuja to Enugu. He wasn't the person. And I said, the person I told you about is here. He said, go and see him, discuss with him, and give me your report. I said, okay, the company secretary said, okay, two of you can go. I came back, I asked him, sir, do you want to see him? Sir, do you want to see him? If you're okay with him, I'm okay. Why won't I be okay with the person I'm bringing? <laughs> That's the way seed works in your life. The Bible says, he that giveth seed to the sower, equally gave bread to the eater. And I said on my own, that in every bread, there is a seed. In every income, in every income, there is a seed, no matter how little. In every income, find out what you could do from your seed, from your bread, and make it a seed. You will never lack a harvest. I shared a testimony to GCP in, in Abuja. He said that faith is the Bible. I was a student and I came from a very poor family. It wasn't like things were this was. Okay, my first seed was a seed of 1,000 naira. That was when I finished secondary school and I couldn't get admission to the university. It was difficult to get admission. I, and everyone knew me as a brilliant student, but getting admission was difficult. I was with peculiar people's ministry. And I was doing this um, when the young school leavers job. I just came out and I was doing it, and they were paying me 1,000 naira. And imagine you earning 1,000. So don't think it is because I have grown that I started this. Why I'm saying this is because I've seen kids here. I was earning 1,000 naira. And we were in church. And they were to build Peculiar People's Ministry, the one in Number Hill, the headquarters. Bishop Kodoka called for seed. And I gave 1,000. 1,000, as at that time, was all I earned. And I knew men, men that gave 200, 250, 100, 250 naira, and they would clap for me. I gave 1,000 naira. I didn't give it because I knew. 
pastor. I didn't give it because I, I needed a change in my life. I was tired of my situation. How could I not get an admission? How can things not work? And Bishop Godin made a pronouncement. Say, as many of you, remember we're talking about dryness and abundance. Everything I have done to join my abundance, I did in my time of dryness. Bishop Godin says, you don't become well, you don't grow big to plan well, you plan well to become, to grow big. You plan well to grow big. Bishop Godin said, as many of you, I don't forget that prayer because it's still working for me till tomorrow, that are part of this God's house, you will never suffer accommodation in your life. As I am, there is no city I go and I don't get free accommodation. For 1,000 naira. What is 1,000 naira? For 1,000 naira. When I was in university, I had accommodation with my cousins and I needed to move. There was a particular house I wanted to move to. I didn't know that the owner of the house was the, the practice witchcraft. And someone is about time. They practice witchcraft. Because if you allow me, I have little testimonies. They practice witchcraft, I didn't know. And I was to pay 18000 in that house. The woman, the children all loved me. And I went to Nicholas Azel. I don't know if you know Reverend Nick Azel. He's in Calabar. That was the church I was in. Then I can't remember the name of the church. The wife prayed for me and said, May the Lord guide you, may he show you favor. Because, listen. Are you getting the instructions I'm saying? Mentorship, discipleship, fatherhood is important. Always dwelling in the presence of God. I've never said anything without mentioning a man of God or a woman of God. Not these weak people that are doing this witchcraft now. I mentioned prominent names you know. That's what, that was the church I was then. Because Nick Gaze came to Abaddon and preached one where peculiar. Because peculiar people was not in Calabar. So when I was leaving, I needed a church that would be like Nico, um, Peculiar. So I saw a friend to my bishop then. I went to his church. And uh, I went that day. The man said, whether I like it or not, whether the family likes it or not, that he's not going to give me the house. That they should refund me my money. 18,000 naira. I felt so bad. I was like, Lord, how could this be? How possible is it that after this prayer, this woman prayed for me and they are rejecting me? As I was walking out, my spirit said, sit down. Turn right. Turn this place, turn this place. I go to a pastor's church and sit down. I sat down, frustrated in the morning. And a young boy, he was not in death or death threat, was coming out. Okay. As he was just coming out, the question I asked was, please, do you have any place that they are renting accommodation? What will a two-year-old uh, say this? Yeah. Just two, just three, boy. What would he know? But you know, when God wants to do something, because I had mandates, said I will not suffer accommodation. Mm -hmm. The young man told me, I was sitting here, opposite me was a place. Mm -hmm. He said, you see this place? Stay here. Don't go. That's a woman come. You know when they look like God is giving instruction? Mm -hmm. When they often talk to them, there is accommodation there. Mm -hmm. It was a pretty place in the carriage. A duplex. It was a secretary. There was nothing like to let me. But I heeded to the instruction of the young lad. Mm. And I went. 
I went at one of one of the secretary came open the place. And I said, Ma, I'm looking for a house. They said there is a house in this place. The lady said, Yes, yeah, so that the BQ is to let. And the people just moved out. That let her take me to the place. I didn't have money. She paid our transport to the place that I was supposed to see the owner of the house. <laughs> when I got to the owner of the house, the owner of the house, Mr. Ile, I don't forget all this. The wife saw me. She had not seen me before, she had not known who I was. And the one she wanted, I said, I want a houseman. She went and told her husband. I didn't, wasn't there, but the husband told me, that's how I got to know. He said, if we don't give him that house, we'll not give it to any other person. <laughs> the man came out and said, you know my wife before? I said, no. He said, if I don't know my wife too well, I will say my wife has brought her boyfriend <laughs> Because she came and said, if I don't give you the house, I should give it to any other person. The man asked me, Is this, this was two rooms, Fat room with kitchen, toilet, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man asked me, how much do you want to pay? I said, how much is in the house? The man said, for the two houses, it's actually 2,000 And I want to pay for one room, 18,000. <laughs> now I'm getting two rooms for 20,000. I told him, sir. He said, but whatever you have, give me now. You can move in and pay later. Hey. Okay. I just gathered the little I had, paid the man, because I was waiting for my refund. Paid the man and moved in. Now, when I moved in, you know when God they said, goodness and message are following you? Yes. Yeah. These people took me like a family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside the secretariat, the secretariat, they planted plantain, okay. banana, mango, oranges, plenty things that if there was no water, I would just pluck mango. <laughs> if they get man to the other place, they'll fetch water for me. So God made resources available that gave me the resources I never had. And I got people that paid higher than I paid. I rented the other side now. Yes. And I paid little. As only you. You are giving me now and you have to give. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, sure. And what brought this? I was conscious of the 1,000 I gave. I'm still remembering that 1,000 like I gave it yesterday. So what I'm trying to say is that that seed at your level might not mean anything when you become what you are. Yeah. At that time I was given 1,000. God didn't give me only admission because I gained admission before I got accommodation down mm. yeah. Admission came in, things started working, a lot of things changed in my life. And when I wanted to leave, when people said we should vacate the place, I didn't, I traveled. So I was coming back. So, and I told a couple of people, there was no phone there. I told a lot of people I was looking for a house. So there was this man that had kiosk. Where we are say, selling things, uh, we are living. God, God called me and said, Chooks, not really this moving. Not really got a house somewhere down. But he said that he's moving. So talk to him, he will give you the house. I went to Nadir, Nadir, what's happening? He said that his father said he must change from Unicab to Absu. So he was moving to Absu. So he took me to the language. I paid for the house. Nadir has secured the house because there's no longer in that room. He has secured the house for me. I paid for the house. Three weeks later, I saw Nadir. Nadir, how far? You don't go Absu again. Said they, they changed their mind. That they're no, he's no longer going to Absu. That he was looking for accommodation. <laughs> <laughs> what struck in my head? Is that the rent, the prayer of my poor bishop, is working for me. Yes. God used Nadri to secure the house. And Nadri secured the house, and it over to me, and became houseless. <laughs> God's blessings yes. are too many yeah, yeah, yeah. when we are in obedience. Mm. 
Let me go to the next season, the season of labor. Example is Isaac. You can take that from Genesis 26, 1 to 12. In the case of Isaac, God made promises to Isaac of what will become of him. The same way we have promises of God in our life today. God told Isaac, tarry here. He gave him promises of, because Isaac wanted to go to Egypt. He told him, don't go to Egypt. He should stay and he will bless him. Like most of us today want to go to Canada. <laughs> most of us want to leave our jobs. Most of us want to change our business. It's not about the location. And most of us have a particular course in mind, have peace of mind to do. And we are thinking that because these people are doing this course, I want to change that course. Most important is, because it is green, elsewhere does not mean that where you are is not good. Until God tells you to move, don't move. Create a relationship to hear from the Lord. When you listen from God, when you listen and hear from God, He will help you. When you hear from God, He will help you. If Isaac hadn't listened to God, Isaac would have proceeded to Egypt. And his case would have been like the case of Naomi. And Abimelech. That's their name. Naomi and what's the names of Naomi's husband? Eh? Naomi. That left they left um, Bethlehem to Moab. Abimelech. They all lost everything. Isaac would have had the same case they had when they left Bethlehem to Moab. They left the city of abundance mm. to the city of crisis. Mm. Everything the man died, his children died, everything they had finished until they went back to their place of blessing. Their resurrection came. It has happened to a whole lot of us. We jump out, boom. I had jumped career and the ship wrecked. So I'm not saying I'm a perfect man. We've all made mistakes. Mm. When I went to Abuja, I had a vision of a business. And I heard very well how to start that business. But because I had too much money. You know, when the Bible says that you should be careful about money, because you cannot serve God and serve money. Oh, yes. It is very, the only thing in the Bible that they equated God with is money. Yeah. Money can make you drunk. Money can make you powerful. Money can make you anything. Because I had money, I disobeyed instruction. And I suffered it. When you mean suffering, I suffered it. God told me how to start the business. Gave me a picture of the kind of business I wanted to be. And I saw it very vividly. But when I started, because of I had enough cash, I decided to go beyond what I was told to do. And when it backfired on me, it took only the grace of God and total repentance for God to save me. Because I would have also lost my wife to heart attack, and I would have been devastated. I moved into bakery, and I was told to buy a small machine to start it little by little. I started bakery business like a man that has done bakery business for many years. I bought large machines. I bought large equipment. The money I would have used to invest wisely, I invested it foolishly because I left the instructions of God and followed the instructions of man. But Isaac remained in the land. God 
may be telling you things that may not suit your condition. It may not suit what you have in mind. But the most important thing is if you are able to get it, your level will become favor. In the season of level, God tells you what to do and you are the one to apply what God has told you to do to achieve what you want to become. In the season of grace, God gives you everything and it is left in your hands now to use whatever he has given to you to multiply what you want to be. But in the season of labor, you operate by instruction. He told Elijah, whether we like it or not, Elijah is recorded in the Bible as a man of faith, a great prophet. He killed the, all the prophets of Baal. Of Baal. But what happened? He was at Brookshire, if I be, and a raven was coming to feed him. And when raven, God is sending raven to feed you, is God not the Alpha and Omega? Yes. Is there anything God cannot do? No. But all of a sudden, the brook dried up. Mm. So sometimes our hardship is a pointer that we need to move or change direction. God said, let there be light, and there became light. Abi, mm. when there was dry, dryness of the brook, when the brook dried up, wouldn't God have said, brook, come back? Wouldn't Elijah have, wouldn't, can't Elijah come and say, as a prophet that called forth rain against fire, uh, fire when it was raining, and fire consumed, including rain. Brook, bring me water. A lot of us are doing that today. God is saying something. You are talking to that dead situation. Because you are, you are telling God another thing. Instead of you to heed to instruction. God moved him to a widow. If Elijah had said, no, Lord, I will not go. It's a widow. How can a widow have money? Continue feeding me. God would have moved to the widow's place and waited for Elijah. And until he came to the, the widow's place, he would have died of hunger. It's happening to us today. Our time of labor is our time of instruction and obedience. What is God instructing you to do? What are you doing with what he has instructed you to do? How are you applying that in your life? Are we making progress? Yes, sir. The third season is the season of obedience. Obedience commands favor. It was obedience of Elijah that gave him the favor he enjoyed at the widow's place. If he had not listened to the widow, if he had not listened to the instruction of God and gone to the widow, and remember, if he had waited, if he had wasted more time, it would have, it would have ended because it was just at the nick of it. The widow was going out. He now met the widow. Is it not true? Yeah. As the widow was going out, he met the widow. Last Sunday, Mama and I went out. Then we had meeting finished. Then we have two shops now in Abuja. So she was saying, let's go to the second shop. I'm like, what is it again? Let's wait now. She said it like four times. And I wasn't listening. And as she kept quiet, something to me said, get to that shop now. That's something she might not, she might have to. That's something God might be speaking to her that you would see. I didn't listen to her. She said in her own. She was shocked that I started the car and started moving to the shop. Because she had given up. But in my spirit, I got that witness immediately. And as soon as we drove to the shop, we discovered that our shop girl left the shop with only one staff who was helping me. And went for over two hours. And it wasn't up to like seven minutes we came, she came back. Meaning that if we had not come that time, we would have missed her and they would have continued. 
So if anything had gotten to get missing, we would not know. But when we came there, we cautioned her, we were able to. She knew that we knew. So we took measures that would make them not to make that, make, take that step. But if I had relaxed, not listening to my instruction, I would have lost that opportunity and they continue like that. Probably when the main thing will happen, that's when we now realize it. But God has seen that some danger would happen in the future. He now instructed us on a Sunday and we listened to that. And that obedience averts danger. Obedience averts danger. You might be lead, having a leading to partner with people who you think are faithful in business, who you think are doing very well. And these people you think, when you partner with them, you will do well. But on the, prayer, on the altar of prayer, God says, do not partner with these people. And you're looking at their faces, how you will please them, how you will not cut relationship. You turn your back on God. When you invest in that place, when it comes, you call God. God has moved up because he didn't send you there. David, in his skills and his power in the forest, had to ask God, how do I confront? Shall I go? Shall I pursue? Will I? He will tell him, go, pursue, follow this, follow that. It was by the leading of God that David had his victory. And at each and every one of us, before we moved to the new branch where we are today, a lot of testimonies there. I prayed and I said, I never believed I could be in the branch where I am today. Because it was a branch that the bank was. When a bank leaves a property, you know that the rent is huge. That's one. And when a property is owned by a big man, the owner of the property where I am today is Michael Denuga. So his money is, I cannot, I can't see myself paying Michael Denuga rent. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't my strength. But when we prayed, God will always send a voice to you. My colleague in the office came and said, in our neighborhood, we need your shop. I said, I can't afford your shop. She said, no, don't say that. Say it by faith, you will do it. I said, I receive it. Yes. Remember, Bible says, blessed is she that believeth, yes. for there shall be a performance of that oh, yes. which was told her. Am I boring you? And I believed it, and I told her, if you see a place, tell me. She said the bank has moved. My wife and I drove to the place. And I looked at the place. I said, wow, I said, we can't afford it. Let's go. <laughs> so she kept telling me that she'll find out. One day she just came. That there is a number on that place. And she called that number. I said, why is this lady disturbing me? I should call that number. I should discuss with them. And Karen, I went there. Straight, called the number. So I called the number. Unlike me, when the guy told me the price, I should have been rude to him. The guy told me the place is 25 million. And that's what I, they are renting it. That the bank just left out. And I asked, I checked myself. If I pay a rent of 25 million, how much will I sell out to be paid? I told the guy, and this was at the peak of COVID. The peak of COVID was when this thing was happening. Shops were going down. This is what happened. This is coming up for me. So, I told the guy I was going to get back to him. Out of fear, I made an offer of 8 million. Because I was afraid 
then they will reject it. The guy said, is that what you want to give? I said, yes, sir. He said, okay, put it on paper and send to us. I saw something. I got home and I said, honey, they said we should put eight million in place is good for eight million. She said, hey, yeah, but I have hoped that we'll pay six. I said, people have how can someone tell you five million and you're saying six? But when she when I slept, I just told myself, she said six. How can you make an offer of eight million on paper, send to them, and you want to change it to six million? So we went there again with fridge. And as I was driving out, I moved my face out from the amount they told me. Mm. I had a word that said, if you have a if you have a big problem, if you have a problem, remember that you have a bigger God. Yes. So then I now had another word that says, as I was driving, said if Moses had looked at the Red Sea, he wouldn't have parted the Red Sea. At all. I picked my phone immediately and I called the man. I said, bros, bros, you get something you can do for me. I became very informal. He said, Mister Chuma, what is it? I said, I had made an offer. But I think we can review our offer. He said, what do you want? I said, please, can you make it six million for us? He said, is that the best you can do? I said, yes, yes. yes. He now said, is that your best, best, best? I said, bro, you know what? If you leave it for five million, we're not going back. He said, put the five million on paper and send it tomorrow morning. He said, the 8 million you sent earlier, I've not presented it to the company. Wow. Wow. Hey. Remember I told you that there is a prophecy on me over accommodation. Yes, accommodation. And it's working. I make offer of 5 million. The next day, they approved the 5 million. Something I gave 8 million. Consider 6 million. So when I got back, I told my wife, honey, I got that thing for 5 million. She now asked me, how did you do it? I said, you said you wanted 6. But this was what I got. Yes. That if Moses looked on the Red Sea, you wouldn't have it. And the guy now told me, he said, I'm going to do you a favor. Can you do two years so that we can consolidate it for five years? But when he pushed for five years, he told me three years. It was a good thing for me. I paid for two years, but I'm going to pay five million for three years before a review. Yes. Paying for two years at 10 million and one year at 8 million, which one is better for me? <laughs> Every seed you give comes with an instruction. Yes. And when that instruction comes, it comes with obedience. Mm -hmm. When you obey, you become. The fourth one, the season of planning. Planning process is like planting season. It is during the planning period that our faith is highly tested. Planning helps us out. Planning helps us out of pitfalls. Joseph. Joseph helped Pharaoh to talk about planning. He was special advisor on planning. Because what he told Joseph Pharaoh at that point in time was, Sir, following your dream, this is what the Lord has told you. If I finish interpreting the dream without telling him solution, would he have been able to be appointed? He would have been put aside and someone with a better understanding would be called. He would be called at any point in time Pharaoh dreams again. And God knows when Pharaoh would dream again. But he finished interpreting the dream. He brought out a plan. Are we solution carriers? Now, always wait for opportunity for you to show forth what you have. 
if you want, most times we see ourselves trying to overshadow people. See, when you strike on the wrong time, you miss it. You become, um, you become a nuisance to the people. But when you strike at the right time, you become celebrated. At the time of your strike, you make sure the time that is required. And how do you plan yourself? Everything that happens in our life was a pl- is a planning process. It's a training that helps us to plan. Now, as soon as I got off my dryness period, I realized that for me not to get back, remember I said, how you prepare in the time of your dryness determines how you are able to survive in your So at every point in time, what I'm trying to say is that we have a point of dryness, we have a point of abundance. And what we do in our abundance determines how we confront our dryness. And how we are able to come out of our dryness determines how we go through our abundance. It happens even in our marriages. You see a couple, they marry today, they have too much money. If I'm saying this, a lot of what you resonate. And they have breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, boom. The man has lost his job. Or the man has lost his job, her job. Or there is delay in conception. There is one thing or the other. You begin to go through a process. Some will tell you it's the wife you married. Others will tell you it's the husband you keep. Some will begin to think it's something that they have done. Those things are processes that prepare us to take decisions that will take us further in our lives. When I go through that, I desire money. That for every money I earn, I will always put aside the business and set up a business so that I'll be putting my head in that business. So that even if I lose my job again, I can run down to my business. Now, in trying to do this, now, I've become a business expert. Anytime you see me on NT, I'm speaking on business. I've become a business coach. Did I go to school to learn business? I studied the most ridiculous course, English. So how can a man that studied how to speak grammar begin to talk about business? Now, everything I learned from my time of difficulty, I took a decision that at no point will I go back to my Egypt. So everything that comes around, as we are today, as we are today, there is something deposited in us that we could use to strategize it well. I've always told him that where you have people, you have resources. Yeah. Where you have people, you have resources. And I've always said to him that the good gospel is a good ground for wealth transfer. Because if all I need to do to make money is come here, and I have people of integrity, and I have a business, maybe if this was in Abuja now, some people came to me and said they were looking for work. I told them I won't give you a job. I said, if you know how to drive, I have a bigger. The good and long, long story of my bread business that I own a bakery now. So I'm a bakery owner. GCP ate my bread when he came to Africa. He didn't say that. If you come to me and you can drive and you have integrity, I'll tell them to food for you. You have resources. I'll produce bread for you. You carry a car and you go and sell. If you're able to sell, I will tell you, take the profit. If you can devote time and do that, you are giving yourself a job. Is it not true? Yes. I don't need to pay you salary. You don't. You become a boss of yourself. She knows of somebody that is doing business with me because in our business we have a perfume department. Also, the person also helps me in selling the perfumes. We bring in perfumes in large quantity, and someone carries the perfume. 
goes and sells the perfume, because I sell the perfume to the person at a distributor's rate. The person can equally sell what I sell or higher than what I sell, and the person is making money. But it depends on how you plan yourself. Some people, you have an opportunity like that, you begin to use that money to begin to solve your own problem, begin to build out, begin to take people out, begin to do. Before you know it, the man will come and ask you, the one you took before, where is the money? Before you know it, you, you are pushed out. In planning, attitude is key. We should not begin to live lives that we can't afford to live at every point in time in our lives. If it is farming you want to do, if it is everything like Kelechi is doing now, <laughs> you help him. If he's doing one per day, you could tell him, okay, Casey, I can help you sell one. If you kills one, you bring people. People eat meat every day. People eat bread every day. He knew, you know, you can remember that. Remember that gadget somebody brought that I brought for you for us to sell. That time, what I was doing was, I didn't have money. I was selling things for people. One of my friends had a pure water company. He was living in Abuja. I went to him and said, you can't pay me salary. But your pure water business is not doing well. I became like Joseph to him. I sat down and analyzed what and what and what he could have done in his pure water business. He said, okay, come I said, manufacture for me. Let me be your head of market. So every man, every, he said, I said, if the pure water can't do pure water, do the bottle water for me. So he was doing the bottle water for me. And I was taking the bottle water out, selling them, returning his money. We are still friends till tomorrow. If I call him now, in fact, he was the first person I told about my bread, my bakery. He said, praise God that the bread seller has become a bakery owner. Mm. That time, I was selling his water for him. From that sales of water, I was making money. 25th December 2009. I can remember what I was wearing. I was wearing a t-shirt and a shirt. Using my wife's money, motto, Christmas Day, to distribute water to people's houses. Because that was where we were eating from. And when I grew and moved above that, I refused to leave because I felt it was good. Crisis came in. Not between me and him, his brother started putting high. Over the business that I was doing very well. <laughs> His brother started putting eye. He called me and said, Now, we are growing beyond this table. We could have from there. Got your house on me. I left the business. I felt bad. I felt like I have grown this business. You could want to come and push me But it was God that told me, Man, you've overgrown this. I can't be in that business again. But God has seen that I have done my, my raping. My raping and my book is drying up. There is a widow somewhere. And I needed to move immediately. But in order for me to move, you have to make the revenue to dry, the, the book to dry. The crisis came, and I moved. You know Dr. Kwe? Dr. Kwe, I'm running to Dr. Kwe. He just got a contract with Timon State University. We are classmates. Boom. Chukuma, this place, I need us to move, do this, do this, do this. I said, I, I can help. I was really ready to offer my service. I didn't look at the fact that we were classmates. He said, how can you help? I said, he said, but I can't pay you. I said, yes. He said, okay, I'm going to put you on a monthly allowance of 30,000 naira for your phone calls. Then on a contract of 1 million naira per session. 
I looked at what one million was for me then, for where I was working before then. I just had no problem. I got into that job, boom. He was losing money in places. The first time I came in, boom, I started blocking the loopholes. The interest was to give value to the man that called me. I can't come and join them to destroy. Yeah. Most of us will come in and join and make money. And the business will die. The people, everyone will go back to square one. I created value. He told me, okay, based on the value you created, every money we make will share in percentage. Initially it was contracts, one million. The other one was 30,000. Now he made me a partner. is aware of it. Till tomorrow. As, as I speak, I tell people I could own an ICT company that is of high refuse. And I'll tell you the name. You call him and say, Do you know Tumor High? You tell him yes. As we speak, all the states in the Southeast, apart from Enugu and Ebony, the other three states, we, we did a software for them for their health, um, health insurance. We have done for states in the north. We did for national states. We are doing for other states. We are doing for other universities. For something that was a little opportunity of, can you help me? If I had gone there to join them to steal the company, where would I have been? It was one million, but today it's coming in millions. He knows. So it is important to know the value we want to give at every point in time. God will not tell you what it's going to end. No. He will always prepare you and give you the opportunity to prepare yourself. I now come back to the thing I started with before. Sacrificial giving. That was supposed to be my last. And I started with it. Sacrificial giving is important. Comrade comes on. Sacrificial giving, sacrificial living. Apart from giving, there's also sacrificial living. Take up a decision and say, I need to read books. Sacrificial living also involves the kind of network you keep. Because your network also determines your network. We were sharing together because we are coming from my village. And I told him, I said, the kind of people I know now, if I'd known them like six, seven years ago, I wouldn't be where I am today. By the grace of God, I have people who are billionaires around me and they are moving around, they wouldn't know. But you know, there's this guy that always said, if you stand, if you sit with five billionaires, you become the sixth billionaire. Mm. He said, what happens when you stand with five foolish people? You become the sixth foolish person. Check the kind of people you, he knows. He knew the kind of discussions we had in the village. No matter how foolish the company of billionaires are, it will result in business. That's it. That's it. Did I lie? No matter the joke, you know, they say the joke of a, pro a prophet is prophecy. Uh -huh. A prophet can only joke in his area of line, mm. in his line of business. A prophet can say, foolish people and drive that car. You laugh and laugh. Before you know it, a car has come on your way. The jokes of billionaires will result to business. They will be talking about, and they'll be talking about money, 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 money. Something in you will ask you, what is it? Are you the only poor person? You begin to fine tune your mind. So mind the kind of people you keep, but do not have pride. He told me that one of the persons that amazed him most was the richest in our midst. He said so. 
You won't believe. Calm, cool, collected. But while we are there, when it's dropping, and you begin to learn the secrets from them, you begin to learn the tactics from them. When God wants to bless a man, God does not. He sends people your way. Now, what's sustaining you when God sends people your way is your ability to create value, add value, and not become a nuisance. For once, I, I can't pick up a phone and call him and say, now nah, I 10,000 naira, even when I don't have it. Because when they see you as someone that comes to collect from them, they'll place you. When you call them, you will no longer. At any time, my people, I call to speak with them and speak in business. You knew that it wasn't long after our discussion last year. The guy has a, he has, he has a very large factory. He produces a particular brand, brand of products. And he was looking for distributors in the whole of the north. I said, I have the chance. Because if Joseph did not offer what Pharaoh wanted, he would not have been used. I told him, I have, the, I have done this distribution, I've done this, I've done this. After my presentation, he said, okay, check the distribution of our product, the whole of the north. He said, the 19 states of the north are under your care. Say, if anybody wants the product, they'll go to me. If I was a bit drunk, as will I get that kind of thing? No. If not, now, with the mic, I know. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, money will come out from that discussion. So it is important that we know. Please, let's go on a few. Because if I continue to talk, I can talk till 6 o'clock. Because it's too many. Please, let's go on a few. Let me share that testimony I shared to GTP. Now, said something about. Faith. I was in the university my final year and we were in church. I visited my friends in Portacourt and I needed to go back to her, but the transportation there was 300 naira. Then I had to pay transport from where we were to the park. I didn't have enough and I had only 200 naira. And I got to church. It was time for offering. You know when you talk about radical faith, faith is when what inspired my faith, the kind of books I read, the messages I've listened to, the kind of men of God I have sat under. When I mention the name of men of God I have sat under, most of them are church owners today. These were people that were pouring on us. Like I am talking today, if you apply it, it works. Because according to my reverend today, he said, when he speaks, he's speaking from the multitude of graces he has drawn from the people that have deposited in him. I have sat under Benahim. I have sat under CDJX. I have sat under the Chepoyedepo, the Shopapeye, Matthew Ashimolo, Mike Mudok, Mike Smuro, a whole lot of them. So when some things happen, they didn't just happen. And they called for offering. And I had 200 naira. And I didn't have any other money. I brought out my children and I said, Lord, what I have can't take me to Abba. I will give you what can't take me to Abba. So you can take me to Abba. I put the 200 naira, the only money I had, in an envelope. I gave it as an offering. Without any hope of raising money. Because the people I came to see, they are students. Just if you said that, that's not the wisest thing to do. The wisest thing to do was to keep the 200 and look for 100. <laughs> but I get the 200 I had. I said, Lord, what I have can't take me to a bank. I give you what can't take me to a bank. So you can take me to a bank. I asked him to take me to a bank. He didn't tell me to give me money. 
Remember my prayer. Before I got back, the people I was with had raised 500 naira. So I had SS. They gave me 500 naira. But that was what I asked God. I asked God to do what? Take them to her back. But I gave them, the person I visited went to visit another roommate. The person's fiance came all the way from Abba. And he was living in the morning by the time I was leaving. Oh, yeah. And the person said, I'm leaving to Abao in the morning. The person ran to me, choose. Somebody is leaving to Abao. <laughs> I said, yes. You know that they have given me 500 naira, yeah, so they will not be able to give them yeah, 500. Yeah, yeah. God knows how to arrange things. Yeah. If they had arranged the car, I wouldn't have gotten 500. Mm. So, in the morning, I packed my things with 500 in my pocket. I entered the car. Beautiful cow. Now, I'm going to tell you something I didn't follow up. The person then was doing a business that if I had listened and remembered, would have also taken me back. You know the business was doing? CCTV. That was when CCTV came on the It wasn't a lucrative business. The man was looking for people that would believe in him. We discussed about CCTV. I was excited. But I didn't follow up. Imagine how big God gave me, God took me to Abba. The longer I that, I joined the guy. The guy dropped me in the same path. Public transport would have dropped me with my phone in my pocket. So God took me to Abba with a business idea and 500 naira because I trusted him with just 200 naira. I don't know what's here finding it difficult to trust God. See, trusting God has become a way of life. Recently, I will not mention the particular thing. Recently, I had a particular thing and I knew it was going to turn to a seed. For my wife, it was very big. And I wanted to sow the seed somewhere else. And God said it wasn't there. And one day someone gave me a call and requested, when the whole thing and a certain happens, I will mention the whole detail. It was a very, 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 very big one. The guy was talking, my wife said, even if it's a charm that they gave to you, remember we have moved. He said, but I remember the one. And when the guy finished talking, I said, I've heard it in my spirit before now, that this thing is going to be a seed. But I didn't know where I was going to go. But better what you said, my spirit is at peace. When do people read it? Oh. I didn't remember it. What my prayer is, is that Lord, whatever you give to me is first for the kingdom, second for humanity, third for us. He knows I need that kind of life. I don't have anything that God will ask and I will give. January, 30 December 2019, people were in my house for my father's program. Two pastors came, and I used to import cars for sale. And I had two Highlanders I imported that was to start January with. And as the men of God we were talking, one said, I couldn't come from a bad, and I had to go to Lagos. My car is bad. The other one brought me out. My car is having problems. And my spirit said, Give them the two Highlanders. <laughs> I just got out there because if I had waited, I would change my mind. Mm. I just got out there and I said, the Lord just spoke to me that the two cars I have in Lagos are yours. I would tell your drivers of so and so date, declare me to hand it over to you. Mm. I wanted to do it before I changed my mind because sometimes that's what I'm we are. Yeah, that's it, that's it. We begin to consider life. Immediately he said it, I released it. 20th and 6th of June last year, you are aware. 
I parked my car, stepped out. Trees fell on it. One big tree fell on my car. God preserved my life. But the devil came late. Yes. You know, the Bible says, except a crop of uh, seeds goes into the floor, and those what die. It abided. But when it dies, it will do what? Insurance company needed to pay. Because I insured my when they paid, I was looking at one particular car. I had so much desired Mercedes. I had so much desired Mercedes. And I wanted a Mercedes. So I decided and decided on which car to buy. I got look at a lot of people. A few days to release money. One of my boys that helped me to sell my car. Called me and said, Oh, God, I say car for sale now. One Mercedes. I decided the Mercedes. My wife decided the Highlander. One Mercedes. Good one. One Highlander 2018. What I gave was Highlander 2005. He said, Oga, are you interested in either of it? Because I told them to look for either of it. I got to the place. When I got to the place, I said, I want the two. He said, how? I said, I'll buy the two. I said, let's talk to them about the two. Bam, 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 bam. We finished talking about the two. It was 21 million. Because the person was owing people. And the people he was owing, the bank wanted to auction the car. So he wanted to sell to pay off the bank and also have little for himself. So each of the car, the Highlander, the value of the Highlander was 18 million. The value of the Mercedes was about, because Mercedes is 2015, the Highlander is 2018. The value of the Mercedes is about 15 to 16 million. So if you put the two, it's about 34 million or 35 million. But it ended in charge. Well, I was excited. There and then, my spirit said, That's not what I want you to pay. There and then, I began to worry with my spirit. I didn't know how to do it. I went home. In the morning, the spirit dropped a particular question to the bank manager. And when I asked that question, he told me no. I said, Based on this, I'm withdrawing my offer. I'm bringing back my offer to 18 million. He said, Give me some few minutes. I'll get back to you. After he got back to me, he said, But the people said that even if it's 1 million naira, what my spirit told me to give me a car was going to be 19 million. That's what God asked me to yes. But out of excited of how the car was, I priced it to one. And insurance paid me 19 point something million. <laughs> and boom, voila. I said, okay, I'll manage, I'll give you 19. I said, okay, come and pay. We drafted agreements. You know how bank would do that? He said, I just made a commitment of either one. I didn't have money because the money hadn't dropped. I called Oyedebe. A friend of mine sent him two million. I dropped the two million as advance. They did a sell agreement for me. I moved. I bought one car. Where I sold. Uh, got, uh, the devil took one car and God gave me two. But that's not the only testimony. By next day, when my money had come, my people went to pick the car to pay balance. One half someone had money cash, more than what I had priced, waiting to pay for the car. Do you know the only reason they didn't collect the car from me? That agreement. The bank manager said, this car no longer belongs to us. If you take this car, this man walks to the police, he will bulldoze everybody. My hands are not in it. Give him his car. Because we have done change of ownership and he brought the document and showed them. 
These guys, we are mad. They rate. If you come and tell I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't have any business with you. Yeah. I have collected my car. If you don't want to release it, I'll come after you. I was talking like one big man. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my heart was skipping. Yes, yes. <laughs> it wasn't long. The long story cut short. They saw the two cars. From the seed that died, ah, yeah. God brought forth my heart desire, my choice. Ah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. And my wife chose me. Mm-hmm. I saw a seed of what I had that couldn't afford what I wanted. Mm-hmm. God gave me back what I wanted and gave my wife. You know, you've seen the two cars. Okay? I make sure that the two of them saw the two cars so that it's not like I'm talking. They saw it. So at every point in time in our life, we have testimonies every day. So I'd like us to open our mouth right now to begin to ask God. Ask Him to speak to you. Reveal to you. You might have been in that situation for a long time. He said, "Ye have run round this mountain for too long. You have staggered in a place. What instruction is he telling you? He told them, go northward. The north is usually a place of wealth. What is he telling you? Ask him, Father, what I have, what I have to give, let me know. Are there friends I need to give out? Are there relationships I need to cut off? Are there products, are there things I need to give so that I can have? So that my situation can change. The Bible says, when Peter was ministering in the house of Cornelius about the gift of the Holy Spirit, he didn't even lay hands on Cornelius. While he was just ministering, the Spirit moved immediately. Like these words that we release today will multiply in the lives of people. The Bible are testimonies of people. The test, our testimonies today are the Bibles of today. Our testimonies of today are the Bibles of today. We read of what miracle work God did for people and we apply them in our life. And they give us our stories so that when we share our stories, people also take them and apply them in their lives and they become that which they have desired of the Lord. Father, we give you all the praise. Thank you. For you know that I have not said anything here to glorify myself. I've only said everything to bring all glory to you. And at this Lord Jesus, I present your people to you. Let the miracles begin. Lord, let the miracles begin. That about next time we are meeting, Lord, I will hear from here who said, based on what you said, based on this, based on that, I apply. And this is the result. So that all glory shall be to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.